this is Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. I'm your host, Rand Law, for AJNW News, and here is today's quote. Peace is its own reward. Mahatma Gandhi. Stay tuned for today's weather. Today's weather looks pretty much the same. Wet, wet, and more wet. To say that we've had rain is an understatement. The neighbor's pond has been filled to overflowing, and fish have been forced to walk. Also, I have had to dig out our gravel and reapply it to the potholes and ruts left in the driveway. Fortunately, after several days of torrential rain, we had a brief respite, and the neighbor brought out his tractor and graded our driveway thus saving my back. Now we're in for a bit of a warming trend and more rain. Thank goodness for that. We have almost gone a half hour without any rain. Next, we have today's challenge. And as often as not, when it's rainy, people become glum, trapped inside and feeling a little blue. Today's challenge is not to let water hurt you. Instead, go out and dance naked in the rain. And if you can't do that, I understand Arthur Murray still gives dance lessons. Or you can just go out wearing your swimsuit and practice misogi. Just walking around in shorts and a t-shirt was really making me the center of attention to the road crews that were out knee-deep in water trying to clear the roadways by rerouting the trenches along the sides of the highway and county roads. It's now time for a haiku by Sensei. Passive resistance, at its best, is a martial art, at least as a backup. This June, we expect to hold our Tokushi Kimpo summer camp, and we would like to explore the in and yo of verbal Kimpo. Along with this, we'd like to Practice some fusagi. Of course, we will not forget to apply our primitive camping skills with both Viking and Dakota fire-making practices. We will also devote some time to the art of shuriken jutsu, preferably with straight blades. We will also address the first kata of Tokushi Kenpo, the hammer and anvil. It is a short kata, after all, only 20 moves if you don't count the opening and closing Kempo salute, which would increase the count to 22 or 24 depending on what you interpret as a movement. In a sense, it's nothing more than Tokushi Kempo shadow boxing that is performed in 1 to 3 seconds, and generally only 1 second is required to stop aggression from an attacker. At least that has been my experience. Utilizing a kata in actual defense is only appropriate if it works, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't deserve to be a kata. And that is one of the wonderful things about Tokushi Kenpo, is that every move is adjustable to the situation and the individual, performing the kata. Our kata is designed to work off of your flinch response, and it can be utilized forward or backward, in whole or in part. The hammer and anvil is applied first through 
reception, and then application of various techniques. This has been a part of the RAND Review, where we review books, movies, TV programs, games, outdoor adventures, music, martial arts, and any event where you can find adventure. Life itself is an adventure, and hopefully you're enjoying yours. After all, you are the author and creator of your story. I find that martial arts allow me to use introspection and a bit of mental and physical chess to my storyline. When I read adventures, I love to have a little martial arts, fencing, archery, something of that nature incorporated into the storyline. And if you like that too, you can look up the Mystic Dreamwalker series on Amazon Kindle under Rand Law, and you will find all through the Mystic Dreamwalker series, starting with Conversations with the Sage, various martial arts from Aikijujutsu to Kempo, highlighted throughout the story. Later on, near the end of the story, Kempo and the fictional martial art of Kitsuki is featured prominently. Today's training tip for Tokushi Kempo is to incorporate grip training at least once a week. You can do this by gripping jars filled with sand, or you can take solid dumbbells and grab them by the end and walk with them. You can also use the steel spring gripping devices and or the rubber gripping devices. If you don't have any of these, you can squeeze a tennis ball multiple times. I like shooting for two dozen with each hand. And back in the day when I was a paper boy, some many minutes back, I used to grip a newspaper page by the corner and slowly wad it up into a single ball with each hand. It was quite effective little exercise. And no, I didn't do this to individual papers before they were delivered. If your paper was crinkled, it wasn't because of me. I'd blame the dog. Remember, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can join me on Patreon on the Rand Lawrence page. And you can also support me by purchasing any of my martial art books and or my sci-fi storyline on Kindle Amazon. And speaking of Kindle Amazon, they have a new feature coming up soon, and it's called a Kindle Vela. I have been requested to produce a Kindle Vela, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. The one I have selected is a backstory to the character that is introduced in the middle of the series by the name of Sansar, an alien from the Delosian race. The Kindle Vela is entitled The Wheel of Time by Rand Law. For the last segment in today's program, we will be rejoining the characters from the Zen and Pen comics on their Adventure Seekers, Jedi Ninja, and Wizards storyline. Last time we left off with the gang from the dojo, Dookie, Matt, River, Tara, Parker, Ty, and of course Master Quang, where they left off beginning to explore the interdimensional plane. The interdimensional plane was somewhere that Master Quang often went when he wasn't being sensei. 
back at the dojo. His students had been wondering where it was he went off to and how he would reappear right in their midst at other times with no indication of his entrance or exit from this reality. You may open your eyes, said Sensei. The eyes fluttered on each member of the group, feeling as if nothing had happened, but they were in stunned silence for a moment as they looked around them, seeing nothing of the dojo where they had been sitting just seconds before, and now they found themselves on a barren plain with distant mountains and a warm desert breeze gently blowing across them on the hard sand where they sat. What? How? Who? Uh, said Dookie, as he scratched the sand beside him and tasted it. Hey, this is uh, salty dirt. I hope I'm not hypnotized and scratching the sweaty feet salt out of the carpet in the dojo. Ooh, could you get any grosser, said Tara, smelling your fingers where she had scratched the sand. It doesn't smell like feet, she said. Matt, who Sensei often called Uke, this is some trick. How did you do it? And then he noticed that Sensei was messing with some stones, casting a handful of strange-looking square, rectangular, diamond-shaped, octagonal stones with odd markings that he couldn't decipher onto the hard ground. There was also one that looked a little more like a hexagon. Hey, said Dookie, are we playing an adventure role-playing game like D&D? I don't know, said Sensei. What's D&D? Oh, it's just one of those nerd games that Parker and Dookie and Matt like to play knights and things like that, fighting dragons and all. Oh, said Sensei. It's something like that, but I'm not sure if there are any dragons. Of course, since this is your adventure, there may be some. Everything that appears here, you were drawn to a dimension that would reflect your interest. Well, I like reading about this kind of stuff, but I don't really play adventure role-playing games. That's more for the uh, younger crowd. What I would like to see is a nice beach and maybe a sailing ship, said River. Oh, you might just get that, said Tara. Look around, we already have the beach. It seems to spread out for at least a hundred miles, if I can judge the distance of those mountains. Well, there's nothing around, said Matt, no matter where you look. I don't know what kind of adventure you guys were thinking of, but it appears that what we're going to have to deal with is finding some water. I should have got a drink from the running water in the sink before we left the dojo. If we, in fact, really have left the dojo. Oh, please tell me, Sensei. Are we still in the dojo? Asked Tara. No, not in the dojo, said Sensei Quang, scrutinizing the symbols on the stones as if trying to interpret a message. Then where are we? Asked Dookie. Parker looked around and said, I see smoke off in that direction. 
he said, pointing at a distant horizon where the sun was setting. If we're going to find anything to drink soon, my guess is we should go that way. Ty looked off in the distance and determined how far that smoke appeared to be. It will be nightfall before we can get to that smoke, and who knows if there's water when we get there. Hey, Sensei, can we die of thirst out here? Most assuredly, said Sensei, almost amused, as well as by many other things. My advice to you is to be cautious. Use your wits and skills. This is what you wanted. To have an adventure and find out about the interdimensional plane. And this is the way you learn. I will be back later. And so be on your best behavior. And I may appear before you know it. But remember that the only law here is the law of survival. So rely on your friends. I will see you soon, said Sensei. And then, as if by magic, he disappeared. There is no flash of light. There was no sound. He was just standing there talking to them, and then suddenly he wasn't there. Dookie, I'm going to kill you, said Matt. Oh, get in line, said Ty. I never asked for this. Oh, I think we did. We all did, said Tara. I think we've all been hypnotized, said River. Well, that's a possibility, said Parker. But if you're looking at an interdimensional universe or even a holographic universe, it's probably a good idea to do our best to stay alive, and I think we all should start walking that way, as I'm getting thirstier by the moment. Everyone agreed that they were also thirsty, and so they began walking. It seemed a little strange, walking through the desert, wearing their sweaty dogie, but it was nearly sunset when they noticed that their uniforms were no longer wet, but had dried from the dry, arid wind that was gently blowing and ever so slightly increasing as the temperature began to decline and the sun began to fade. I'm glad my feet are kind of tough from walking around barefoot all the time in the dojo. Yeah, me too. I just want to make sure that I avoid snakes, spiders, scorpions, and cactus spines. Oh, you didn't have to remind me of all of that, said Tara, looking around. She noticed that her eyesight was adjusting to the growing darkness, but her sense of smell had also picked up the scent of water. I know water is supposed to be odorless, but the dust and the moisture in the air is something that a person can pick up on when they're very thirsty. I smell water. Yeah, I smell it too, said several other members of the group simultaneously. And look, in the distance there's a flicker of light. It must be a campfire. Well, if it's a campfire, they have to have something to burn, which suggests some sort of vegetation, either that or they're burning dried animal feces, said River. What's that? said Matt. Cow patties, said Dookie. How long have we been walking, asked Ty. All night, said Tara. Well, it feels that way, replied Parker, but I think it's well before midnight. 
Well, as I was saying, if they're burning any type of material, it suggests water. And if they can boil water, it will be safe to drink. But what if they're not friendly? Dookie pointed out. Shouldn't we uh, fashion some sort of weapon? I can't pull a magic sword out of my butt, said Matt. What other kind of weapons do you have in mind? Well, we can use our obi, said Tara. And we can pick up some rocks and use them as hand sticks. And if we have extras, we can throw them, suggested Parker. We can also keep our eyes open for any sticks. There may be some dried wood along a dried creek bed as we get closer to the camp, but don't get anything too heavy. It's still a long walk, and we're already exhausted from class and then this long desert walk. Do you think Sensei will come and get us before daylight? I hope so, said Matt. I was supposed to cut the grass Saturday. For whatever reason, the normalcy of that sentence reminded everyone of the new reality they found themselves in. And this thought, along with the possible danger, brought a solemn silence over the group for the next two hours as they walked. And then, before they they all frozen place as a dog from the campfire began barking threateningly as he picked up their scent. And suddenly a voice from the darkness called out in a strained language and a tone that could be nothing other than a warning. They all froze in place and whispered, what should we do now? Stay tuned for next week when we have the next chapter to the Adventure Seekers Saga. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.